Dichotomy 32. Hear, O heavens, as I speak. Listen, earth, to the words from my mouth. May my teaching fall like rain. May my speech condense like dew, like light rain on blades of grass or showers on growing plants. What page? 234. Okay. For I will proclaim the name of Adonai. Come, declare the greatness of our God, the rock. His work is perfect, for all his ways are just. A trustworthy God who does no wrong, he is righteous and straight. He is not corrupt, the defect is in his children, a crooked and perverted generation. You foolish people, so lacking in wisdom. Is this how you repay Adonai? He is your father who made you his. It was he who formed and prepared you. Remember how the old days were. Think of the years through all the ages. Ask your father. He will tell you. Your leaders, too, they will inform you. When Elyon gave each nation its heritage, when he divided the human race, he assigned the boundaries of people according to Israel's population. But Adonai's share was his own people, Jacob, his allotted heritage. He found his people in desert country in a howling, wasted wilderness. He protected him and cared for him, guarded him like the pupil of his eye, like an eagle that stirs up her nest, hovers over her young, spreads out her wings, takes them and carries them as she flies. Adonai alone led his people. No alien god was with him. He made them ride on the heights of the earth. They ate the produce of the field. He had them suck honey from the rocks and olive oil from the crags, curds from the cows and milk from the sheep, with lamb fat, rams from Bashan, and goats with the finest wheat flour and you drank sparkling wine from the blood of grapes. But upright one grew fat and kicked. You grew fat, thick and gross. He abandoned God his maker. He scorned the rock his salvation. They roused him to jealousy with alien gods, provoked him with abominations. They sacrificed to demons, non-gods, gods that were, that they had never known, new gods that had come up lately, which your ancestors had not feared. You ignored the rock who fathered you. You forgot God who gave you birth. Adonai saw and was filled with scorn at his sons and daughters' provocation. He said, I will hide my face from them and see what will become of them, for they are a perverse generation, untrustworthy children. They aroused my jealousy with a non-god and provoked me with their vanities. 
I will arouse their jealousy with non-people and provoke them with vile with a vile nation. For my anger has been fired up. It burns to the depths of Sheol, devouring the earth and its crops, kindling the very roots of the hills. I will heap disasters on them and use up all my arrows against them. Fatigued by hunger, they will be consumed by fever and bitter defeat. I will send them the fangs of wild beasts and the poison of reptiles crawling in the dust. Outside the sword makes parents childless. Inside, there is panic. As young men and girls alike are slain, sucklings and graybeards together. I considered putting an end to them, erasing their memory from the human race. But I feared the insolence of their enemy, feared that their foes would mistakenly think we ourselves accomplished this. Adonai had nothing to do with it. They are a nation without common sense, utterly lacking in discernment. If they were wise, they would figure it out and understand their destiny. After all, how can one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to rout unless their rock sells them to their enemies, unless Adonai hands them over? For our enemies have no rock like our rock. Even they can see that. Rather, their vine is from the vine of Sodom, from the fields of Gomorrah. Their grapes are poisonous, their clusters are bitter. Their wine is snake poison, the cruel venom of vipers. Isn't this hidden with me, sealed in my storehouses? Vengeance and payback are mine. For the time when their foot slips, for the day of their calamities coming soon, their doom is rushing upon them. Yes, Adonai will judge his people, taking pity on his servants. When he sees that their strength is gone, that no one is left, slave or free, then he will ask, where are their gods, the rock in whom they trusted? Who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offering? Let him get up and help you. Let him protect you. See now that I, yes, I am he, and there is no God beside me. I put to death and I make alive. I wound and I heal. No one saves anyone from my hand. For I lift up my hand to heaven and swear, as surely as I am alive forever. If I sharpen my flashing sword and set my hand to judgment, I will render vengeance to my foes, repay those who hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood, my sword will devour flesh, my blood of the slain and the captives, flesh from the wild-haired heads of the enemy. Sing out, you nations, about his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants. He will render vengeance to his adversaries and make atonement for the land of his people. Moses came and proclaimed all the words of this song in the hearing 
of the people and of Joshua, the son of Nun. When he had finished speaking all these words to all Israel, he said to them, Take to heart all the words of my testimony against you today, so that you can use them in charging your children to be careful to obey all the words of this Torah. For this is not a trivial matter for you. On the contrary, it is your life. Through it, you will live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. The same day Adonai said to Moses, Go up into the Avram range of Mount Navo, in the land of Moab, across the Jericho, and look out over the land of Canaan, which I'm giving the people of Israel as a possession. On the mountain you are ascending, you will die and be gathered to your people. Just as Aaron, your brother, died on Mount Hor and was gathered to his people. The reason for this is that both of you broke faith with me there among the people of Israel at the Miravat Kadesh Spring and in the Tizan Desert. You failed to demonstrate my holiness there among the people of Israel. So you will see the land from a distance, but you will not enter the land I'm giving the people of Israel. Then we have Romans 10, 14 through 21. But how can they call on someone if they haven't trusted in him? And how can they trust in someone if they haven't heard about him? And how can they hear about someone if no one is proclaiming him? And how can people proclaim him unless God sends them? As the Tanakh puts it, how beautiful are the feet of those announcing good news about good things. What number was that? We're at Romans 10, 16. The problem is that they haven't all paid attention to the good news and obeyed it. For Isaiah says, Adonai who has trusted what he has heard from us. So trust comes from what is heard and what is heard comes from a word proclaimed about the Messiah. But But I say... I say, isn't it rather that they didn't hear? No, they did hear. Their voice has gone out throughout the whole world and their words to the ends of the earth. But I say, isn't it rather that Israel didn't understand? I will provoke you to jealousy over a non-nation. Over a nation void of understanding, I will make you angry. Moreover... Isaiah boldly says, I was found by those who were not looking for me. I became known to those who did not ask for me. But to Israel, he says, all day long I held out my hands to a people who kept disobeying and contradicting. And then we have Romans 12, 14 through 21. Bless those who persecute you. Bless them, don't curse them. 
Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be sensitive to each other's needs. Don't think yourselves better than others, but make humble people your friends. Don't be conceited. Repay no one evil for evil, but try to do what everyone regards as good. If possible, and to the extent that it depends on you, live in peace with all people. Never seek revenge, my friends. Instead, leave that to God's anger, for the in the Tanakh it is written. Adonai says, vengeance is my responsibility and I will repay. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap fiery coals of shame on his head. Do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. And we have Hebrews 12, 14 through 29. Keep pursuing shalom with everyone and the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one misses out on God's grace, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble and thus contaminates many, and that no one is sexually immoral or godless like Esau, who in exchange for a single meal gave up his rights as the firstborn. For you know that afterwards, when he wanted to obtain his father's blessing, he was rejected. Indeed, even though he sought it with tears, his change of heart was to no avail. For you have not come to a tangible mountain, to an ignited fire, to darkness, to murk, to a whirlwind, to the sound of a shofar and to a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further message be given to them. For they couldn't bear what was being commanded them. If even an animal touches the mountain, it is to be stoned to death. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I am quaking with dread. And then we have 1 Peter 1, 1 through 2, 25. From Peter, Kepha, an emissary of Yeshua the Messiah, to God's chosen people, living as aliens in Dysphoria, in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, the province of Asia, and Bithynia, chosen according to for knowledge of God and the Father and set apart by the Spirit for obeying Yeshua the Messiah and for sprinkling with his blood. Grace and shalom be yours in full measure. Praise be God, Father of our Lord Yeshua, Yeshua the Messiah, who, in keeping with his great mercy, has caused us through the resurrection of Yeshua the Messiah from the dead to be born again to a living hope, to an inheritance that cannot decay, spoil, or fade, keep safe to you in heaven. Meanwhile, through trusting, you are being protected by God's power for deliverance ready to be revealed at the last time. 
Rejoice in this, even though for a little while you may have to experience grief in various trials. Even gold is tested for genuineness by fire. The purpose of these trials is so that your trust's genuineness, which is far more valuable than perishable gold, will be judged worthy of praise, glory, and honor at the revealing of Yeshua, the Messiah. Without having seen him, you love him. Without seeing him now, but trusting in him, you continue to be full of joy that is glorious beyond words. And you are receiving what your trust is aiming at, namely your deliverance. The prophets who prophesied about this gift of deliverance that was meant for you pondered and inquired diligently about it. They were trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the spirit of the Messiah in them was referring in predicting the Messiah's sufferings and the glorious things to follow. It was revealed to them that their service when they spoke about these things was not for their own benefit, but for yours. And these same things have now proclaimed to you by those who communicated the good news to you through the rock Hokadesh sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into these things. Therefore, let your minds ready for work. Therefore, get your minds ready for work. Keep yourselves under control and fix your hopes fully on the gift you will receive when Yeshua the Messiah is revealed. It's people who obey God do not let yourselves be shaped by the evil desires you used to have when you were still ignorant. On the contrary, following the Holy One who called you, become holy yourselves in your entire way of life. Since the Tanakh says, you are to be holy because I am holy. Also, if you are addressing as Father, the one who judges impartially according to each person's actions, you should live out your temporary stay on earth in fear. You should be aware that the ransom paid to free you from the worthless way of life which your fathers passed on to you did not consist of anything perishable like silver or gold, on the contrary, it was the costly, bloody, sacrificial death of the Messiah, as of a lamb without defect or spot. God knew him before the founding of the universe, but revealed him in the end times for your sakes. Through him you trust in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your trust and hope are in God. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have a sincere love for your brother, love each other deeply with all your heart. You have been born again, not from some seed that will decay, but from one that cannot decay through the living word of God that lasts forever. For all humanity is like grass, all its glory is like a wildflower. The grass withers and the flower falls off, 
But the word of Adonai lasts forever. Moreover, Moreover, this word is the good news which has been proclaimed to you. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice, of all deceit, hypocrisy, and envy, and of all the ways there are of speaking against people, and be like newborn babies, thirsty for the pure milk of the word, so that by it you may grow up into deliverance. For you have tasted that Adonai is good. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by people but chosen by God and precious to him, you yourselves, as living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be Cohen, set apart for God, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to him through Yeshua the Messiah. This is why the Tanakh says, Look, I am laying in Zion a stone, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and whoever rests his trust on it will certainly not be humiliated. Now to you who keep trusting, he is precious. But to those who are not trusting, the very stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Also, He is a stone that will make people stumble, a rock over which they will trip. They are stumbling at the word disobeying it, as had been planned. But you are a chosen people, the king's colon, a holy nation, a people for God to possess. Why? In order for you to declare the praises of the one called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Before, you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and temporary residents not to give in to the desires of your old nature, which kept warring against you, but to live such good lives among the pagans that even though they now speak against you as evildoers, they will, as a result of seeing your good actions, give glory to God on the day of his coming. For the sake of the Lord, submit yourselves to every human authority, whether to the emperor as being supreme or to governors as being sent by him to punish wrongdoers and praise those who do what is good. For it is God's will that your doing good should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Submit as people who are free, but not letting your freedom serve as an excuse for evil. Rather, submit to God, submit as God's slaves. Be respectful to all, keep loving the brotherhood, fearing God and honoring the emperor. Household servants, submit yourselves to your masters, showing them full respect. And not only those who are kind and considerate, but also those who are harsh. For it is a grace when someone because he is mindful of God, bears up under the pain of undeserved punishment. 
What credit is there in bearing up under a beating you deserve for doing something wrong? But if you bear up under punishment, even though you have done what is right, God looks on it with favor. Indeed, this is what you were called to, because the Messiah too suffered, on your behalf, leaving an example so that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, nor was any defect found on his lips. Nor was any deceit found on his lips. Deceit found on his lips. When he was was insulted, there's no new paragraph. When he was insulted, he didn't retaliate with insults. When he suffered, he didn't threaten, but handed them over to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the stake, so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you were healed. For you used to be like sheep gone astray, but now you have turned to the shepherd who watches over you. Thank you, Father God, for a great parasha. We ask that you be with us today as we ask every day that we need you in our lives, Lord. Please put a special shield of protection over those that we come in contact with and ourselves as well, Lord. Help us to recognize when you are giving us direction, Lord. In the name of Yeshua, the Messiah, we pray. Amen. Amen.